0: Cause that was the thing right yeah. most of the time we practiced oh yeah sometimes we trained and then very infrequently we competed
1: I don't know, dude. There are some sports. I feel like I was competing like every day. Wrestling, some of them, wrestling, wrestling was. Yeah, specifically. But yeah, that's true. What sports did you play? Did you just play? Did you Football, just do wrestling so did. Okay. So yeah, that's similar to what I did. Except for I did rugby my senior year and then I did.
0: I also did rugby in college. College? Yeah. Yeah. Rugby's fun. Rugby that's a good time. fun. That's a good time. But that was a lot of practice. Yes. And then once a week you competed. Yeah. Yeah. That Most a- sports follow that. There are the, some of like the um like the individual sports they yeah. seem to compete more frequently. Yeah, I guess. Wrestling, right. yeah. Track. Um I'm trying to think of other ones that are individual. Swimming. swimming yeah. I don't know. There it depends on the sport. And like what sort of what sort of damage are you going to take in six minutes? Yeah. Right? Compared to two hours, which is a football game. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So over the course I mean, there's a reason that for A lot of those sports, they only train or they only compete. You know, look at the professional football season. Yeah. 16 games a year versus the basketball, which are like 150, 120. Was baseball something up there too as well? Baseball is the same thing. Yeah. And basketball might not be that many. It might be what, 80, but baseball is like 120. Yeah. Baseball's up there. Well, if you look at the demands of the sport, it's not that they're not, it's not difficult, right? But they're not smashing at a hundred miles an hour into another human being. Yeah. Which is what people do with barbells. Yeah. They compete. Yeah. So that's like, yeah, they're, they're able to get away with more volume of competition because the intensity of competition is diminished in comparison to a full contact sport. Yeah. Which which you can think of training like a full contact sport. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Easily. Yeah. It's
1: like when you see MMA and all that stuff. They like that's, that's stuff they have to train. Like, yeah. And even look <laughs> at
0: even look at those guys, right? Professional yeah. MMA, they might fight twice a year. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they're <laughs> like just the intensity and the blows that they take. Yeah, yeah. There's no
1: way you could just consistently do that. Right. Not without. I mean, yes, I have some issues, but that's another day, another time. Yeah. All right. That's perfect. little gateway here to what we're going to talk about today. And that's the idea of obviously working with things like practice, competition and training and uh, differentiating between those categories and what they are um, and just kind of diving into that conversation. Uh, So the first thing we're going to talk about today is defining things, um, because it's very important to obviously understand what we're talking about. And some of these things are come up multiple times. Um, So the first thing we're talking about is training. We're going to define training, and what that is. So, Cody, take the way we look at when we talk about training.
0: When we talk about our decisions for exercise selection, Mm -hmm. when we talk about our modality of fitness, we call it training. Yeah. Right. So training is learning a particular skill or behavior through practice and instruction over a period of time in order to optimize adaptation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're learning skills or behaviors. Right. Right. There's there's an opportunity to cultivate something new that's going to take time. We have to practice. Oh, yeah right? We got to practice. We have to receive instruction. It has to happen over a period of time, depending on the difficulty of the skill or behavior. It could be, you know, a single, a single hour. It could be a lifetime. Oh yeah. Easily. The idea is that we utilize training then to optimize adaptation. Right. Training is the long game.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't think about it that way. It's
0: not, it's, it's, it's not, Can I lift 100 pounds tomorrow? (laughs) It's can I lift another 100 pounds over the course of, you know, the next three years and still continue the ability to train? Right. Yeah. That's a that's a beautiful way to look at it. That's well spoken because that's the idea. It really is. That's adaptation, right? Because if you are if you are training and every time that you train, you incur an injury, every time you have a setback, it delays your ability to create adaptation. Right. It just slows you down. So rather than being like, hey, newbie gains, right? We went from an empty bar <laughs> to lifting 100 pounds in the first six weeks. Awesome. That, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. But what, what sort of shape are you in? What does your training look like three years yeah. down the road? Long game. Can you still do it are you still seeing progress mm-hmm. or did you get those initial gains we didn't take the practicing and the training piece of the training practice competition seriously yeah and we got jacked up and now i can't train at all because yeah. my back hurts and
1: there goes the setback exactly and then, yeah And everything gets all tangled yeah. So
0: we utilize training. That's yeah. our modality of yeah. fitness.
1: Yeah. I would say that's, that's what we do. That's what it's defined as. Um, but yeah. So when we look at that, so a couple more things we want to define before we start to get into the idea of practice competition and training, uh, is activity. Cause this, I, when you mentioned this to me, it does get Misconstrued or used incorrectly. So um, go ahead and let's define what activity means or what it
0: is. Simply, activity is a normal or natural function. Mm-hmm. Walking is an activity. Oh, yeah. I do it every day. Going to the bath, that's an activity. <laughs> it is. Right. Sleeping is an activity. Yeah. So this is where the exercise piece uh, gets. It gets jumbled up Mm -hmm. right because some people say well i exercise okay got it what do you do i go walking understood that's not really an exercise no it's an activity one of the defining things is it can be taken away from you yeah right as you age as you maybe whatever as life happens to you you can lose the ability to walk exercise if done correctly, intelligently, you should always be able to maintain the ability to exercise in some form or fashion. Mm. Because exercise is that that thing requiring physical effort carried out to sustain or improve health and fitness. Ooh, okay. I right like that. A bicep curl is an, an exercise. exercise. Yeah. Squatting, deadlifting, kettlebell swings, cleans, these are exercises walking is an activity mm. running depending on i guess your intention Ooh, okay that was what i was
1: wondering is where's the yeah it,
0: it could be both right now if what am i utilizing this running for am i just mm. going out and running right just because i run or am i doing 800 meter repeats
1: mm. okay so that's yeah
0: the Big action difference. of running yeah. is an activity can I make it an exercise? Yes. Yes, if I okay. play with the variable, that's intensity, right? Intensity being the time domain or yeah. the, um, the task, you know, the difficulty, mm-hmm. the the intensity of how hard am I going? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah, I did not. I was wondering. I was wondering. I thought about that. I was like running and walking. I was like they're kind of similar. they
0: yeah, they are. It, it, the variable so. that changes there is power, right? So the the output, the mm-hmm. energy right. output
1: okay which makes sense that's where it like has that that determining line because there's a significant difference in me doing 800 repeats for like specific splits and times than just kind of going out for a nice little yog or run out in the yep. sunny weather
0: you're manipulating the power yeah. you're playing with your force production right mass times acceleration mm-hmm. i'm trying to go faster for a specific distance. Mm. Now, this is where there's an interesting segue into the training practice competition for something like running, Yeah, right? So for running, great example. If you have terrible running mechanics, poor form and posture, you going out and training running is not going to improve your running. Yes, it will initially, right? It's going to improve your cardiovascular endurance initially. You're gonna get those newbie gains and quickly you're gonna hit a plateau because you haven't practiced running Mm. you've just done the thing right practice would look like pose method drills oh yeah working on your gait. it's a big word slowing down right like how how am i going through the action of picking my leg up and returning it to the ground do i do a heel midfoot Toe strike? Mm -hmm. Do I run on the balls? Do I do a midfoot strike every time that I take a shot? How many breaths am I taking per stride? Right. This is the difference between practice, training, and just going out and mindlessly running. Right. Right. Which you know that activity phase. Yeah. I
1: was say which a lot of people that's. Typically what they go for is just an activity of running. It's not necessarily like training it I mean you I'm sure
0: with track athletes specific people you do see that training side of running But yeah, it makes a lot of sense and running is a really interesting one I've always thought this because it's just something that most of us start doing yeah There's no coaching involved in running
1: not whatsoever. I don't think I've ever been actually coached in running. I just done it
0: yeah, and a lot of people i mean it's one of the highest rates of injury for any oh, exercise yeah. modality right and likely it's because of the mechanics of it mm-hmm. or the way that we're performing the action, the action yeah. of running. Yeah. And it's the idea that they like bite
1: into like the simplicity. It's like, how hard can it be? You just yeah. move. It's like, uh, it can be a little bit more difficult than you think. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one thing before we start to dive into a little bit now about this idea of practicing training and competition, um, is you've thrown around a couple times and just kind of, I, I don't know if noob is a hip enough term anymore, but newbie gains, um, just to explain what that idea is and that concept, because it is—it's a thing—and some people know what it is, some people don't. Noob, I mean, I've always known the term, but I know it's not as hip nowadays. But uh, just quickly, briefly touch on that, that way uh, people that are listening
0: have a uh, grasp what that means. When you're starting anything new, yeah. When you're learning anything new, when you're pra- when you are attempt, you're going to have initial gains. Oh yeah. The initial gains almost always are disproportionate to the gains that you see over the rest of the lifetime of your activity mm, yeah. in this thing, right? If I go from not knowing how to play the guitar at all to knowing how to play smoke on the water, which <laughs> is the one. easiest yeah, worst, three chords, <laughs> that that's the only song that I got through when learning to play the guitar, yeah. You, that's a newbie gain. Yeah. You've gone from nothing, no base of experience to now you have some experience. Yeah it also feels like you know a lot. It does. Right? It's Because cool. <laughs> yeah. You've expanded your circle of information. Mm-hmm. What you're going to get sometimes with that is you're going to have that initial burst of information adaptation yeah. gains. Boom. And if if there's not enough intention around it and you don't continue to practice, right? So let's say that you, I learned how to play smoke on the water mm-hmm. and I'm like, boom, I know how to play the guitar. I don't need to practice anymore. <laughs> you're in the band. I'm in the band. Yeah, you're in. <laughs> I plateau. I'm, an, I'm going to reach a plateau at yeah. some point in time because I'm not advancing my skill set in any way, shape or right. any meaningful way, shape. I I'm might I'm get really good at playing that one song, yeah. but that's it. You only know those three
1: chords and you're stuck.
0: That's it. I know yeah. nothing more, but I've gotten the gains, right? We see the same thing happening in exercise. Right. So I go from never training with a barbell at all, if maybe within the last 20 years. Yeah. One of those two things, right? Maybe I've never touched a barbell before. So day one, if I bring you in and I have you perform a front squat with a PVC pipe. And then you work yourself up within the first week to a 25 pound training bar. Mm -hmm. You've PR'd your front squat by 25 pounds. Yeah. Over the next two months, three months, you're likely going to be able to add more weight Faster.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. That,
0: that weight is going to be a larger percentage mm. because you started at such a novice level, yeah. at a newbie level. Right. If I start at 25 pounds and I can then three months later lift 100 pounds, I've increased, I've PR'd by 75 pounds. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. At no other point in your <laughs> in your training career will you see the gains that you see in that initial phase of adaptation.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'd be impressive if you did, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, do, I, mean,
0: I mean, get <laughs> him no, tested. It'd be kind of cool. Test yeah,
1: yeah, test him out, but yeah at that point, those, those kind of increases don't happen.
0: So that's the newbie gains thing, right? Like when you start anything new, you're going to see, you're going to see a disproportionate level of adaptation. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn a lot more. You're going to lift a lot more, a whole lot quicker. Oh yeah. 100%.
1: I had a uh, client, he was younger. So he just started getting to lifting and benching was like his thing, but he liked strength. So it was bench squat, deadlifts. That's what we worked with. And we saw significant gains. And then it got into like the lateral half. We were like four five, six months in, he wanted more, he wanted more. And he started hitting the plateau. And it was like, man, I was like, and he started getting super frustrated. And I was like, it's like, because what you see in the beginning is awesome. It's a lot of fun, but it doesn't happen normally. Yeah. <laughs> like the 30, 40 pounds that you saw in the initial test to the final test doesn't average. That's not the average go around. So. And it is frustrating, but you can still make progress. It's just not as significant. It just use.
0: doesn't happen as fast, yeah. right? And there's there's a little bit of kind of there's a little bit of this tease that happens yeah. in the beginning when you start. It's like it's a weight loss thing, oh, yeah. right? The if you have a hundred pounds to lose, the like losing you can take a walk around the block and yeah. lose 5 pounds. Oh yeah. You're going to lose weight very quickly initially. You're going to get those newbie gains. Yeah. And it's always that last 10, 15, 20 pounds that is the most difficult to lose. Oh, the yeah. last 5 pounds is going to take you exponentially more effort time and energy than losing that first five pounds. Dip. Right. Yeah. That's the, that's, that's how progress works as your competence and your experience increases. The graph starts to taper off. Not yeah. necessarily that at plateaus. It just takes you longer to get to the thing. Right. Because of the rate of adaptation. Yeah. When you introduce a new stimulus, you adapt very quickly. Oh yeah, it's sweet. If you've yeah. never, if you've never played guitar before, you're gonna pick up Smoke on the Water. I mean, you can figure that out watching a five minute YouTube. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. It takes a lifetime to become Jimi Hendrix. Right.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. So and that's that's like a perfect gateway where we start to talk about how we get to that point, and that's the idea of like when we start to incorporate these three principles or these three big things, and that's the practice. That's the training and that's the competition. Um, so we'll start at the first level is the best way to phrase it. And that's the practice idea. So we've already started to talk about it a little bit. Um, so let's break it open a little bit more, what that practice entails. And we start to look at our overall uh, regimen, our life and how we go about things.
0: Practice is uh, performing movements and exor- or exercises at low heart rate. Oh yeah. Low load with the intention to improve technique. Yeah. You really think I'm trying to, how perfectly can I execute this movement? Yeah. If it's an air squat. How perfectly can I perform an air squat? Right. Do I have the mobility? Do I have the active range of motion to get there? Do I have the stability? Can I maintain that range of motion? Yeah. And then we can start working on the strength piece. Yeah. The ability to get in and out of that range of motion. Mm -hmm. But I need to, I need to practice that first when we bring people in and we teach them how to squat, because most people get up and off of the toilet and that's the extent of the, their, their squat. Right. Uh, uh, coaching experience or education. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. So We start with the air squat. We don't. We don't start with a loaded barbell. (laughs) Slap them 135. Yeah, 225. Let's go all day. So we start with that. We practice that. How well can you perform this thing? Right. Slow, controlled, Controlled. no load. I want low heart rate. So that means we're going to execute small amounts of reps, three to five reps in the very beginning, because as you fatigue, as you get tired. That's when form and mechanics and technique break down. Right. When we're practicing, we're not looking to get there. We're looking to increase neurological adaptations. Right. It's like learning how to write. Another great example. Yeah, you just got to do it over and over again. just practice. How many, can I write an A? Got it. When we were kids, right? And you learned to write. You had that little book and it was draw the A, draw the A. They didn't sit you there until you go as fast as you can and try and make the A's. Take
1: your time and make the A. Do it Make again. it Perfect. How yeah. well
0: can you do it? And if you get frustrated, you get tired, take a break. break. Yeah. Same thing with exercise. Yeah. So we look at it that way from a practice standpoint, low heart rate, low loads executed perfectly increasing neurological adaptation. Yeah. You can expand this out to higher skills too. Oh, percent Right. Pull-ups,
1: cleans. That's my favorite. PVC pipe. People look at me like you're ridiculous. Like, I promise you, you practice this PVC pipe more than you do the barbell. You will have a better clean. Yeah. I guarantee it. And then like, do they do it? And they're like, oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. It's the old, it's like
0: a uh, uh, karate kid. Yeah. Right. Wax on, wax off. Yep. Right. Just, that is, that is yeah. the perfect example of practice versus training. Yeah. How many times did he do paint the fence? Oh man. And oh, then yeah. all of a sudden, right now, those things become auto- automatic for yeah. you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You exactly. Can reach
0: in and pull them out. And now we can start to increase things like speed or tempo, yeah. load, whatever it is. We can increase the intensity of the action. Yeah. Once it becomes natural. Training.
1: Yeah. That's like the idea is once it becomes natural, as I like to say, is like once it like feels natural, that's when you can start to play with the fun stuff. Like yep. You can get some really after it. And that's that's the next piece is that training piece. So like we've set up the practice template. Now we've talked about what practice is and what it looks like. So now training is a part of this process. So what does training look like?
0: Training is the performing the movements or exercises at an elevated, slightly higher heart rate, still sub-maximal loading. This Mm -hmm. is how we improve cardiovascular endurance and strength. Oh, yeah. Right. The practice for walking or running, right? If we're talking about running as an exercise modality, the practice would be pose method. Mm -hmm. Working on your gait. Yeah. All right. We're going to go outside. We're going to do some drills where we walk through pose method. Yeah. The training would be, all right, now let's go do those 800 meter repeats. Yeah. I want you to still implement the things that we just practiced. Right. We're increasing intensity. We're increasing the load, right? We're adding some external or adding some sort of stimulus. Yeah. To see, can you maintain the things that we practiced, under higher heart rate, higher loads. Yep. That's, yeah, that's training. That's where, this is where adaptation happens. Oh yeah. Training. This is why we call it training because this is where growth happens. Yeah. If we spent all of our time practicing, you'd get really good at going really slow Mm -hmm. and executing the pose method.
1: Right. You'd be good at the skill itself or the, yeah, the movement, the mechanic, but not necessarily the actual thing when it comes to loading. You can write
0: one letter, but you can't write a sentence. Yes. That's Oh, that was good. That was solid, dude. That was solid. That's perfect. So this is training. This is what we utilize most of the time for most of our athletes, right? we train. This is where we see our adaptation. Mm -hmm. The last piece of this is the competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The competition aspect. So for us, what competition means is it's performing exercises or movements at high, close to maximal heart rate or loading. Right. The intention of this is to finish faster or lift heavier. heavier. Yeah. That's it. Now in reference to what, one of the reasons that we got away from at Fortitude Strength recording workouts every Constantly single day, yeah. right, is because what we noticed is it bred an unhealthy, um, an unhealthy competition within yeah. the gym and within the membership. The want to do it twenty four seven. People are naturally six, yeah. competitive. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Right. So what what I started seeing was people would come into the gym, and the first thing that they would do is they'd pull up the whiteboard to see how fast Billy at the five a.m. class yeah. did the workout. Right. Because now I had something that I needed to beat. Mm, Yeah. What happens when we compete is we understand that there's a trade off. There's a trade off of technique and execution. Right. If you're going for a one, three, five. 10 rep anything, Mm -hmm. we'll call it a deadlift. I'm going to be okay with a small amount of trunk flexion. That means I'm going to be okay that your shoulders pull in just a little bit. Now we're not talking safety concerns like (laughs) dog shit and razor blades blowing out your spine like Mortal Kombat, (laughs) but there's going to be, we're okay with slight deviations in technical uh, efficiency. Yeah. Because the trade-off is that, I mean, this is the one day every 10 days. Right. This is our 10% of the week that we are allowing this to happen. Yeah. Because it's that competition aspect, right? Like the If we never did that, if we never tested ourselves, if we never saw, I lifted today 10 pounds, 20 pounds more than I did eight, eight weeks, weeks ago, ago. Yeah. We wouldn't feel that progress. Yeah. We might feel it throughout the day, but we don't have any measurables. We don't have yeah. anything that we're like, dude, I'm a badass. I get to ring the PR bell. There's that aspect of it, which oh, is why we still incorporate.
1: Yeah. It's huge. I mean, that's, that's part of the journey too is progress. It's where you have fun. It's, yeah. it's, 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 I mean, training's fun. Practice is fun. All, all of it's fun, but having progress is also a big win. It's, do you get that little celebration? You're like, yeah, hell well, yeah,
0: going back to the sports analogy at the beginning, right? Yeah. If, if we would have, you know, For me, if I would have been told you're going to be able to play football, but you're never going to have a game, yeah, (laughs) that'd be horrible.
1: (laughs) Like deuces. Yeah, I'm out. I'm finding something else. Maybe I'll go do tennis. I don't know anything else. Can I be a golfer? Golf? Yeah, I'll go golf something. But yeah, no, that's a very good point. That's a good idea. Like that's the idea behind it.
0: We need some of it, right? Some of it, some of the time. And now, now the appropriate way to look at competition is: what did I do? The last time that we tested this yeah. thing, what did I lift? What was my time uh, on a 500 meter row or a mm. 10k row, a fi- whatever that thing is? Yeah, where was where was I? That way I can have something to compete against. That is me against me. Yes, that's huge. Where people get themselves in trouble in the confines of training is they make it a me versus them. Damn. thing. They look yeah. at Billy's time, Billy's score. And they're like, Oh, I got to beat that guy. Mm-hmm. That's where we see deviations in technique. We see breakdown in mechanics Yeah, that can be considered dangerous as a sketchy word, but it's, it's definitely less than optimal. It's a risque. It's yeah. It's, 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 it's an unnecessary risk. Yeah,
1: exactly. No, I agree. Yeah. That's like, as a coach, I get asked sometimes like, how fast you do it? I was like, I don't know. I don't I didn't keep track. Yeah. so I'm not going to tell you. Cause I know exactly what you're going to try to do. You're going to try to be, no, yeah. I'm going to tell you.
0: <laughs> yep. It's, um, I, I get it. Right. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I
1: get it too. But it's important to understand though. Like, like you said, it's the me versus me, not me versus them. Except yes. at the end of the day, it's the idea of longevity in life. You want to be able to live your life, do your things outside of the air. If you're sitting here trying to do what Billy's doing, you're trying to live his life that might not be the life outside these walls that you want to live
0: (laughs) well it's like you know people used to ask me the same thing what did you lift in this yeah and like look dude i've been lifting a barbell for 20 years yeah it's like doesn't matter yeah i started i touched the bar for the first time when i was 12 yeah right because i can i can move 315 smoothly yeah because i have a 20 year training age oh yeah you haven't touched a barbell in 20 years doesn't matter what I lifted. No. Yeah. If it gives you some sort of context, frame of reference understood, right. That's not really why most people ask the question. No,
1: I I've gotten some where they just want like a frame of reference, but I have some that I'm like, I know what you're asking this for.
0: Most (laughs) of the time, what I'll give them is what it should feel like, or I'll give them a broad domain. Yeah. Right. Like a workout like today, we should get done 10 to 15 minutes. Boom. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I agree with that. But, um, so when it comes down to these things, though, so we've talked about these three categories, practice, training and competition. They're all important. They all have their role in the overall uh, uh, gym. So now what is like the breakdown of those things? So obviously, we should be spending time in each. But what does that look like? I know you have some specific numbers for this. So tell yeah. the people what it looks like
0: for new athletes yeah. novice athletes and we're going to consider new anyone who's been training less than 6 months mm. yeah less than 6 months with us yeah right unless you came from a training background that I that I know really well mm. right and you have we've had conversations about your experience right. we're going to consider new athletes anybody who's been training with with us less than 6 months mm. anyone who's been training with us less than 6 months should be spending 60% of their time Practicing. Sub, mm-hmm. sub, sub maximal, light loads working on technique. How well can I perform this thing? Yeah, easily. 40% of the time, then, <clears throat> excuse me, should be spent training. Yeah. I'm trying to improve cardiovascular endurance. I'm trying to lift a little bit more weight. Get stronger. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Get stronger. There's a lot of layers to this, right? So if I'm thinking 40% of the time, that's 4 days every 10 days, 2 days every 5. Mm-hmm. That is plenty of stimulus for someone who has a low training age. That's plenty to allow for appropriate recovery. Yeah, because it's not through exercise where we get fit. Oh no, it's not. It's recovery. One hundred percent. Yeah. So I like I like it now. I like visuals. Right. Absolutely. So recovery is like digging a hole and then putting or excuse me, training is digging a hole and putting yourself in that hole. Yeah. I'm like okay, the hole's up to here today. Now your recovery, what are the things you're doing outside of the gym on the days when you're not training? What's your sleep look like? What's your diet? What's your stress management? What are the other workouts that you do? Yeah. Your recovery should be refilling dirt into that hole. You should refill that just a little bit more than you had before so that when you go two days from now or that second day out of the five days and you go to dig that hole again. Oh yeah you don't bury yourself to where you can't get out of the hole right yeah which is what i'll see most people do Do. wrong with training most of the time they'll train too frequently right and actually their progress ends up going down down yeah they're they're getting less fit you are less fit physiologically after you train than you were before you started because exercise and training breaks down the muscle tissue yeah and it demolishes your body. I mean, it, it, literally it, it tears breaks. you apart. Yes. It, it literally, literally yeah. tears the muscle fibers. <laughs> it literally is beating you up essentially. Yeah. yeah. So training makes you less fit. It's your ability to recover that improves you over time. It's huge. So if we're practicing, okay, I'm getting better at movement, six out of 10 days, three out of five. I'm getting better at movement. I'm making sure that I can move with really great technique. I'm also laying a foundation. I'm laying a foundation for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like we talked about before, I'm more interested in where you're at three years from now than six months from now. Yeah. That's that's the big thing. That's the overall picture. If you PR your deadlift by 300 pounds in six months. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you're gonna be in three years. Cause that's a lot of load in a very short, short amount time. of time. Yeah. And the things that we haven't allowed to adapt with that being the structures your muscles, your tendons, your ligaments, mm-hmm. uh, even like the bone density, who knows Yeah, what sort of structures can maintain this. Yeah. It's just such a quick shock to the body. And too far- like, yeah, Too much too fast. Yeah. This is the problem that I see with young athletes specifically cool. oh, high huge school yeah. Huge. Yeah. athletes. This is one of the things that we focus on a lot. It's a different realm, uh, but we focus on that a lot with our high school athletes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because of that. Yeah,
1: I I agree. That's a huge, huge category. Like I see, it's like they want, I get it because they're young, they're excited. It feels good. They want more. They want it all, which is cool. But what they don't realize is it's (laughs) It's a little too fast there, champ.
0: Well, you're not going to make tremendous amount of strength yeah. gains in six weeks. No, you can totally screw yourself up in six weeks though. Oh, easily, easily. Yeah. 1000% <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can. So we look at a little bit, we got a longer timeline. Look at yeah. the horizon on that, <laughs> right? That's for our new athletes, six months or less. Um, You should be practicing 60% of the time. Yeah. Light load, submaximal heart rate, working on perfecting the movement. The other 40% of the time you are then training. Yeah. You're allowing heart rate to get up. We're going to push the weight a little bit more. We're seeing how well can I perform this moving? How fast can I go? I don't like using that phrasing, but how can I move quicker Quicker. and move this load as well? As efficiently. As efficiently. Yeah. As well with good posture, form, mechanics, position, yeah. integrity. Keeping all those things intact right. and in mind. Yeah. Yep. That, because we're creating adaptation. Right. Boom. Once we get beyond the six week mark, we can, we consider you then an era, a six month Not, mark yeah. rather, we consider you an intermediate all the way through advanced athlete. And if you're an intermediate to advanced, you should be practicing 40% of the time. You should be training 50% of the time. And you should be competing 10% of the time. Yeah. Practice goes down a little bit. We're assuming that we spent six months laying a really great base of education. Now we're revisiting it frequently. Right. We're making sure. Can you still move it well with a PVC pipe? Yes. Sweet. Can I deadlift well with a PVC pipe? Yes, I can. Awesome. Then let's spend the lion's share of time. 50% of the time. Let's spend that time training. Yeah. We're going to work on improving strength. This is where you can start to introduce something like a five by five. Strength set, yeah, cycle, right, or a five-three-one. This is where we start to get the progressions and all yep. the schematics. We start to get yeah. into the nitty-gritty of like the the actual uh, programming, yes, of movement, right? We might do a three by eight, three by ten, three by twelve, yeah. uh, decrease reps, inc- increase load, right? We start to linearly progress. Yeah, this is training. This is boom. Now five days out of every ten days, I am uh, working to elicit adaptation. Yeah, sweet. Once every ten days, or roughly three days a month, mm-hmm. we program for competition. Yeah. Now, again, competition is not you, me, and Joe. Bro, are going to go in there and we're going to try to beat I'm each other in a workout. Duke it out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what it is going to be is that we have created our own benchmarks. Here are the things that are important to us to test and retest. This is one of the other reasons we got rid of te- of recording everything every single day of the week. Yeah. Because most of the workouts that we did, we would never do again. Oh, yeah. So you're saying, like, they wouldn't ever recycle. They'd never show yeah, back up again. So done. why record? Why does it matter? What yeah. does it matter that you did it in five minutes, seven minutes, 10 minutes, or we're 20 not minutes? See it, again, yeah. it doesn't. You're never going to do it again. It's yeah. never going to be retested as a measure. Right. So we created the benchmarks that we believe to be. True tests of the things that we think are important engine, right? Your, your long cardiovascular endurance, your ability to, to repeat. So your interval capacity, um, you know, your, um, anaerobic training and then strength intervals. Those are the things that we will see every, you know, roughly three, uh, three times a month. month. Yeah those are your days to get after it. Yeah. Those are the days when we're doing a five rep deadlift. Again, I'm going to allow a small degree of spinal flexion. Maybe your shoulders roll in slightly, as long as it's not a safety concern. I understand you're not going to have perfect technique on these days. No,
1: that's, it comes with testing, but it's, yeah, you're still maintaining a significant amount to where it is still structurally and mechanically sound.
0: Yep. Yeah. If you're going for a 500 meter row, a max effort 500 meter row, I'm not going to tell you to slow down <laughs> to make sure Ooh. that your torso stays between 11 and one and that you're not pulling too high i might chirp at you quick cues yeah right but i'm not gonna be like whoa whoa, whoa let's take 10 percent off the top or like hey pause i need yeah. to show you something real quick exactly <laughs> oh could you imagine oh i'd be so angry being like 350 into a 500 meter row i need you to stop right now like hold that stop i need you to stop <laughs> that would be so you get cut yeah
1: <laughs> that would not end well i'd be like, are you kidding me? Like, what? What yeah. do you mean? I can only imagine if I ever did that. to someone, the oh, uh, backlash it would provide—danger. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I'm in danger. Yeah, but
0: so that's that's our philosophy on training, and then how we how we look at how our how our our athletes, our clients should be approaching, you know, a, a training cycle. Yeah, it's a everything's month, broken down. Yeah, three months. Yeah, a week. Right, I like to. We're looking for that long play. When we program, we look at a year. Yeah. Right. What are we going to be doing over the next year? And then we allow that to influence what we do over the next three months. Mm-hmm. One week. Right. Yeah. They all followed. There's 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 a structure to yeah, it. Yeah. There's the macro, the mezzo, the micro, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. This this philosophy allows us to ensure that we are. Or allows allows you as the athlete to ensure that you are continuing to see progress. Yeah, forever, which is what you would want, I imagine. This is why people yeah. do the thing. Yeah, right? exactly. i I've, I've yet to sit down with somebody new. And then be like, yeah, I just want to lift as much as I can in the next six months. And then I don't ever want to lift again. <laughs> like, then I'm out, then I'm out <laughs> checking out. Like, that's
1: the idea. Like, that's like the conversation I have with everyone. It's like, oh, yeah, I want to be able to do this for the rest of my life. Or I want to be able to do this in 10 years. Or I want to be able to still hang with my family, do this. Like That stuff's life. Like, so you like, it's in the long run, not the, the six, I like that six months. I'm going to lift as much and I'm out.
0: (laughs) Training in the facility allows you to be better prepared for life in the wild. Yes. Get out there. It's my favorite thing. I always tell people is like this, like, yes, you're doing things
1: with technique and mechanics and stuff like that, but that all this stuff that you do here, it'll translate out there. Yeah. It all does. So that's, what's cool is training for life. Yep. So Awesome. Well, this has been fun, Cody. We've had a nice conversation here. Do you have anything else you want to depart with?
0: That's it, my man.
1: All right. Well, this has been our episode for today. For those that are listening, thanks for tuning in. If you're watching, see you later. Peace.